0: Welcome to Tension, a podcast from the American Advertising Federation, District 10. My name is Ray Shillens. Conversations with the people in our industry who make advertising and marketing impactful and relevant. Our stories take you behind the scenes on a variety of advertising platforms where we explore current trends and topics, AAF District 10 promotes professional development and networking, recognizes advertising excellence, provides news and resources, helps develop future industry leaders, promotes the value of ethical and transparent advertising, hint, 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 BBB. Find out more at aaf10.org. That's aaf, the number 10.org. We recently got together in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which I absolutely love, and I can say that even though I'm from Houston, okay. Um, and we had we had a, a, a club retreat, a District Ten retreat. With uh, it was like Monica. I can only say it was like um, drinking from a fire hose. We had so many things going on there, but Jimmy Asa who is the uh, uh, director of ad review at BBB and also uh, BBB North Central Texas and president of uh, AAF Dallas was there. So Jimmy is smart, okay? Jimmy won uh, one of the trivia contests, and one of the trivia contest wins was a podcast, uh, and he was really excited about it. I'm so sad that Jimmy can't be here today. As I said, he's the director of advertising at BBB North Central Texas. Um, And uh, maybe one day, you know, maybe one day, Monica, we can get him on here and we can all talk together. But in the meantime, I've got you and I'm okay with that. All right. (laughs) Monica, Monica is Wichita Falls president at the Better Business Bureau of North Central Texas. This is a big area, Monica. Yes, it is. And uh, I got to believe that uh, you are just, uh, you know, just running all over the place, uh, taking care of folks here. So welcome, and, and it's so nice to meet you as well for, for Better Business Bureau. Man, I tell you, we love Better Business Bureau. Here in Houston, we have worked with uh, those folks for so many years on the Awards of Excellence, on the Medicare fraud uh, campaigns that we've done for them, too, on behalf of uh, Radio Lounge. But uh, how, yeah. tell, tell me something, Monica. How did you get, how did you get to, uh, come to get involved with uh, BBB, Wichita Falls?
1: Well, I started here working for BBB back in 1999. Okay. And it was a part-time job, and it was going to be a stepping stone to the next big thing on my (laughs) resume. (laughs) Uh, That's the honest truth. Um, But I did fall in love with the mission, and I love our purpose and what we do on a daily basis. So fast forward 22 years later, I still love the BBB mission, and I'm passionate about what we do. The um, I hope that every AAF chapter is involved with their local Better Business Bureau because we share a really we share history. Oh yeah, of, of our beginning. Oh yeah, and um, my conversations with Jimmy, he was surprised to find out that a lot of the AAF folks. Um, don't really understand that connection
0: yeah so
1: i'm proud of that history
0: you know and and the history we gotta we gotta visit here because maybe some people don't know but you're absolutely right if you have a if you have a club anywhere district 10 anywhere you are connected to the better business bureau and i pulled this up as well and i believe this is true it's not wikipedia but i believe it's true uh, the Better Business Bureau traces its origins to the first uh, to the first decade of the 20th century uh, when the issue of fraudulent or dishonest advertising provoked a wave of public concern and activism, sound familiar? The need for truth in advertising was first promoted by the National Federation of Advertising Clubs in America, and later named the Associated Advertising Clubs of America volunteer organization 1904 we're talking now okay to expose fraudulent schemes and perpetrators samuel dobbs uh was okay. uh named as president and we're not having a test after this by the way uh, okay. he, was a, he was a sales manager at coca-cola who went on to become its president and chairman all the way to 1922. so dobbs began to investigate the advertising industry okay and in 1909 he became the president of the Associated Advertising Clubs of America, renamed again as the American Advertising Federation. And in 1911, Dobbs helped to establish one of the first codes of ethical advertising. It's kind of a funny title, but it's the Ten Commandments of Advertising. I don't think he used stone, probably on paper. (laughs) <laughs> the following year he oversaw the formation of the local vigilance committees. Ooh, that sounds scary, which it took doesn't... it upon themselves to monitor the advertising practices of businesses in their areas, review complaints, attempt to resolve hundreds of disputes and uh, between customers and businesses, and uh, basically the vigilance committees are the earliest incarnations of the Better Business Bureau as we know them today. So, you know, really Monica, the mission has never changed it's always been the same you just we just do things a little bit differently here in the in the twenty first century and it's got to be uh it's got to be fun uh, to work with these local businesses and sincerely keep them in a place of trust honesty and and in a, a good place sometimes that's not a very easy job to do is it monica
1: it's sometimes challenging yeah. we um we do work with businesses a lot of times it's an educational process especially with respect to advertising a lot of times we're educating them about um you know what they're they need to be able to back up what they're saying and that sort of thing but let me just add something to the history the um bbb we did start out as the vigilance committees that was our beginning but in 1912 there was an advertising convention actually held in dallas So that's what we mark as the beginning of BBB, that 1912 advertising convention that was held there. And there may be some references to that in the American Advertising Federation history and information. But back to Samuel Dobbs, too, um, as part of BBB history and some of our um, beginning information, he's pegged as the father of the BBB, um, the Coca-Cola executive, And what landed, Coca-Cola was landed in court. They landed themselves in court. They had an advertisement that people have probably seen if they've looked at old advertisements, and it said that Coca-Cola was the ideal brain tonic. Mm. And so that Coca-Cola advertisement landed them in court under an FDA inquiry, and the defense attorney at the time said, why, all advertising is exaggerated. Nobody believes it anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that kind of struck a nerve with Samuel Dobbs, the executive at the time, and as part of that truth in advertising movement, way back in the early 1900s, it was said that in order for advertising to be a successful marketing tool, then consumers needed to be able to believe what that ad was saying. And that does hold true today. I mean, the early 1900s, we've been around for over 100 years, but the concepts and the principles remain the same. Yeah
0: being honest being ethical truth in advertising what a concept and and you know sadly i don't know about you but there there are still a lot of folks that really they don't believe they just don't believe they believe everything is fabricated uh, overinflated and uh, and meaningless sometimes when it comes to uh, the sending the message that really is sad it's a sad kind of a statement for um uh, the industry in some so many ways but uh, but then again there are others out there who are Doing something about that, which is you guys, uh, in 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 both in Dallas-Fort Worth area and, and uh, North Central Texas here in Houston, so BBB is doing some really good stuff. Our, our good friend Dan Parsons, who are you are, uh, 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 you you want you know him. He he, boy! I tell you one thing. He's an investigative dude, and he just goes. I think he's I think I think he's Samuel Dobbs the second. Really, I don't think his name is really Dan Parsons. Okay, I
1: would agree with that.
0: Yeah, but but he's fun. Well, he came from a news background. Okay, he has a nose for news, and he also has a has a, a high uh, ethical uh, standard for. Uh, running the Better Business Bureau, we appreciate that here in Houston, and I'm sure you guys do the uh, the same thing. You know, Monica, what I want to talk about as well, you know, so many different things, but uh, there's there's uh, no secret that this past year and a half has been weird, and uh, memorable, and sad, and uh, full of anxiety and such like that. What have you guys been doing on behalf of uh, North Central Texas uh, to help businesses? Uh, perpetuate, to survive? Uh, Have you been providing some tools and some advice along the way? Because it seems that your shift may have shifted a little bit toward maintaining uh, a presence or maintaining a good brand presence in the markets. What have you guys been doing?
1: Yes. Well, unfortunately, in 2020, we saw a rise and an increase in scams, and part of the BBB's Mission and what we do to accomplish our mission is to warn the public about scams and things that are going on. And the crooks, there were so many opportunities for them to prey on consumers. So we had a very, very busy 2020 with respect to the complaint volumes that we were receiving. Jimmy was challenging advertisements. He was challenging, you know, price gouging that sort of thing. And um, you know, so we were really busy. Unfortunately, it was skewed a little bit towards the negative side because we were inundated with scams in twenty twenty yeah. yeah. um our the bbb services were needed and necessary, and our um, our businesses we we have some great um success stories that came out of some of our accredited businesses, just the way that they handled themselves and communicated with their employees and that sort of thing. So we have some great examples of ethical business practices that um, came out of that. And a lot of times, you know, that's when your true colors come through is when you're in a very difficult situation.
0: I may ask uh, ask you to tell a couple of those stories here in just a bit as well because I think we need some good news uh, throughout this. You know, one of the things that, um, uh, you know, as we've all been, Uh, for the most part, homebound and tied to our cell phones, tied to our home computers and such like that, it has been nothing but, nothing but a barrage of fake stuff, you know, from car warranties to, um, you're in trouble with the IRS and you guys are big into Medicare fraud as well, which uh, seems to be a no brainer, but I'm so amazed at, um, how so many people are taken advantage by those, those scam calls and i know that you really don't deal in uh, uh, controlling uh, the volume of stuff that uh, uh, that comes through our cell phones and you know they've tried numerous times to block these things but they just keep on coming the thing that amazes me monica how about you it, it amazes me that people still fall for this stuff i don't get it i do not get it if some guy with uh, with uh, you know uh, calls me and says you're you're going to get arrested in 10 minutes if you don't call me back from the irs it's like really Hasn't that been out there long enough where that lure is no longer working? But apparently, Monica, it's it's still working. What do you think about that?
1: The these scams are still working; otherwise, they would have moved on and, and been, you know, conducting other scams. But yeah. they did um, seize the opportunity to catch people at home and available to answer those phones. So, the um, if anybody can be scammed, anybody is susceptible. To being scammed, if they catch you at the right time in the right minute with the right, you know, emotional appeal, um, you can be caught off guard with some of these. Now, the phone calls, the scams that we saw spike in in 2020 primarily revolved around online purchase scams. So mm. when as people shifted their spending pattern and they were shopping online, I mean, we we talked to consumers who used Amazon for the first time in their entire life last year during the pandemic. Um, so a lot of people were shopping online. There were a lot of online purchase scams. That was that was number one in 2020. We are susceptible. We're looking for good deals. We're wanting to get our hands on that hard-to-find um, in-demand merchandise like masks face mask, sanitizer, whatever it was. Um and there were a lot of phony websites and a lot of people lost money.
0: Yeah. That's that's so sad to hear that uh, stuff. Monica Horton is the Wichita Falls president of the Better Business Bureau of North Central Texas and uh uh, Jimmy Asa is the is the the guy who set this whole deal up. I think it's wonderful that we're talking today, Monica. I appreciate that. You know, let's let's hear some good news. Uh, you talked before about uh, there were some good things that actually happened um, uh, during uh, during the the height of this crisis. Uh, businesses, especially in your neck of the woods, uh, give me a give me a story or two that uh, good things that went on during this uh, time. Yeah, well the.
1: Um... The Better Business Bureau, one of the things that we do to fulfill our mission of advancing marketplace trust and our overall vision of a marketplace where buyers and sellers can trust each other, one of the things that we do is we hand out what we call the Better Business Bureau Torch Awards for Ethics. Oh. And we have an application process that we ask businesses to go through and one of the it's just a it's a simple four criteria. We're looking at the character, the culture, community and customers. So we have some really heart-wrenching examples of the leadership of a company having to send that communication out to their employees when they were having to lay everybody off at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and, And just the leadership of some of these organizations talked about how difficult that was for them, maybe one of the most difficult things that they've had to go through. And You know, they have since been able to bring all of their people back. And um, so that's a success story. We have, you know, some businesses and industries were thriving um, during the pandemic.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: You know, so we have some success stories there. But just your true character, um, like I said before, really comes through in times of crisis. And as part of our Torch Award application, that's one of the things that we ask the companies to explain for us is maybe give us an example of a situation where you have had difficulty in how you handled it and how you responded
0: to it. Yeah. Wow. Um, Those are great questions, especially now. Well, they're always great questions, but they're very poignant at this point in time, aren't they?
1: Yes, they are, and that's why I'm really—we're in the application process for the Torch Awards for Ethics. So I am really anticipating some great applications because the businesses can lean on the last year and how they conducted themselves, and I know we're going to have some fantastic
0: stories. I would assume that that's similar to what we have here in Houston, the Awards of Excellence. And I saw the uh, the uh, the uh, entry form. Had a few more questions than yours, though, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, fewer is better, by the way. Um, and uh, those are the kinds of questions. Basically, it was centered on it was centered on pandemic. How did you respond? What did you do? what did you do differently? How did you adjust your 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 uh, uh, your economy of how you do business, what about your supply chain, and all that kind of good stuff. And oh, yeah. uh, at this point, although I'm not sure, you are recording this here at the end of July, but at this point in time, the event is is supposed to be coming back as a live event here in Houston, but I, I, uh, I, I don't know uh, whether that will happen. Of course, last year we did not have uh, a live event, uh, which is kind of sad. You know, we've worked with uh, BBB Houston on both Medicare fraud campaigns on their Awards of Excellence programs. Um, what do you guys What do you guys have ahead? Uh, y- y- the Torch Awards is that going to be? When When, is, when are the, the, the awards uh, f- that you have for North Central Texas? When are those coming up?
1: The Torch The actual award ceremony is going to be December the ninth. Okay. So we are right in the throes of the application process, with the deadline being September seventeenth. And then we'll start working through our judging process um, it's It's a good time of year for us because we get to highlight and recognize those ethical business practices and those businesses that are doing everything right mm-hmm. as opposed to some of the negative negativity that we experience day in and day out when we're you know investigating scams and taking complaints and looking at some of that false advertising,
0: yeah. You know, taking complaints and things like that is more of your work uh, centered now on the the false advertising, or is it on uh, promises made not kept? In other words, we tell you we're going to do something, and we decide we don't want to do that anymore. Uh, especially during the pandemic, is that, has that shifted away from uh, from just kind of the normal business of BBB?
1: I believe that everything is in demand right now, and I. I mean, I hate to say everything, but we did see an increase in the number of complaints that the BBB accepted. We have seen an increase in the number of scam reports that we've accepted. We have had an increase in the number of advertising issues that we've handled. And I think with respect to advertising, Jimmy had a lot of time and energy dedicated to some of the health claims that were coming out from various things during covid yeah. Um, you know, and and trying to get substantiation on that type of thing as far as the investigations and the scams that was the phony websites that our investigators were looking at. And then with respect to the disputes, we did see an increase um, you know, some of them were non-delivery where some of the businesses' supply chains were interrupted, so they had an unusual spike in complaints. Yeah. Um, you know, but the Better Business Bureau, we don't hold it against the company if they receive the complaint. It's all in how they respond to it. So right, right. you're not going to make um, everybody 100% happy 100% of the time, and we understand that. Yeah. So if we take a complaint at the BBB, we're going to take an exact copy of what the consumer told us, we're going to send it straight to the business and ask for the business to respond to it and give, the, give us. Their side of the issue.
0: Sure.
1: So BBB is just kind of a neutral third party in the complaint process.
0: You know what? What I love about the BBB. Uh, a, a lot of other uh, digital uh, type things have popped up over the past several years because of technology and such. We won't. Uh, we won't talk about any of those. But, but the BBB is really the the center or the beginning of uh, as, as we talked before about the history of keeping folks honest and keeping processes and, and things uh, on the right track. But I had a question. You know, when there is an issue, you, your team would normally mediate. You would bring the parties together and help resolve that. Uh, so during the pandemic, how have you been able to uh, to do that? Have you shifted from, I mean, are you, are you Zooming like the rest of the world is Zooming to figure these things out or what?
1: Yes. Yes. We were we were zooming when we didn't know what zooming was I think at the very beginning. Yeah. But um at the BBB of North Central Texas we had a fantastic IT team that basically shifted all of our services and processes overnight into a remote environment. Mm-hmm. So we were we were fortunate to have some top-notch IT people that could do that for us and the arbitrations that we held um in the dispute resolution department were virtual. And, um, I believe that they still are.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So business as usual. Well, no, not really, but close enough to be usual. You know, if you're, if you're an ad federation club in district 10 or anywhere in the country and you don't have connectivity to the better business bureau in your local community, you're missing the bet. BBB needs to be at your luncheons, at your live events, part of your, uh, part of your marketing efforts, because, Uh, What this ties to is so important to what the American Advertising Federation uh, stands for. And one thing, BBB North Central Texas, that's a big old area there. So you're all over the place. We talked about that a little bit more. And Jimmy is busy, uh, the director of Advertising Review. uh, And uh, that's got to be a whole category in itself to keep him busy. Maybe that's not why he's not with us today. He's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's he's doing his job and I think that's okay but no seriously you're talking about north central Texas that's a big area how the heck do you reach all those businesses and talk to all those people and, and engage with uh, with any issues that's got to be a big job you must have a very large staff or something huh
1: it, it is a large it is an extremely large area we cover 29 counties wow um you know but we we try and get in there and and get in as engaged as possible in our local communities and that's one of the reasons why we have an office in Wichita Falls and an office in Dallas is try to cover that entire territory sure and with respect to AAF I think that it would be a great asset if you do not have anyone from BBB on your local boards recruit them and get them in there, but um, it's always been highly suggested that BBB professionals get in there and get engaged with AAF, and when Wichita Falls had a chapter in District 10, I was on the board, and that was back in 2006, so I don't know if there's anybody that would remember. Back then, Mm -hmm. um, we hosted a summer conference here. Cool. And... If anybody attended, we may be known for a little friendly competition of cow patty tossing or three-legged races. Um, we had a good time, and I hope that everybody that came here had a good time. Was barbecue, in
0: was barbecue involved at all in that event as well? I hope barbecue was. was
1: definitely involved.
0: Yeah, you got to do that, too. BBB, great organization. Why should a business tap the resources of the Better Business Bureau as a uh, and uh, what are the benefits there for um, a small business or a big business, really?
1: Well, I think that BBB, what we, we call the, a program BBB accreditation. And so we have what we call our BBB accredited businesses that support the mission of the BBB. And as part of that accreditation, we put them through a vetting process and we make sure that they that they, they meet our standards and uphold our standards. So BBB-accredited businesses have been vetted, and the reason why BBB is able to say that you can trust BBB-accredited businesses is the fact that they are contractually obligated to the BBB. They have signed an agreement with us mm-hmm. to uphold our standards. Yeah. So. That BBB accreditation is really important because you have a third party saying that you're trustworthy. Right. Um, I think that's the main benefit um, to BBB accreditation. We do offer, if there's any advertisers out there, we do offer a um, prior-to-publication review of any advertising. If you would like for Jimmy to take a look at it, I think that's a big benefit. Yeah. Um, when we contact a business about their advertising, we don't um, we send them a copy of the advertisement. We send them a copy of the BBB Code of Advertising, and we ask them to either substantiate, modify, or discontinue that ad. Okay. So I think it's a great resource for the advertisers out there to lean on BBB, and let us do some of that um, prior to publication review, when when we contact the advertiser, we're going to contact the company about their ad. Now, if they have an agency that they're working through, the company's going to be upset with their agency if we're contacting them about an ad. So, if there's any agencies, I would encourage them to lean on BBB just for that um, review of the ad. And Jimmy is the expert. On that, he can he can help, or any BBB in your area can help you
0: with that. He's the keeper of the keys. Yeah, that's it. He's the he's the guru of uh, of advertising, or we'll give him another title. I think that'd be kind of a fun thing to do. <laughs> he is. There was a time that I was I was given a gavel uh, by by the staff because I was called the judge. This was uh, uh locally uh here in Houston at a radio station uh as I was very 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 specific on what was good and what was not good what was acceptable what was not acceptable so so many times I would go back to uh to the general manager and say uh this is not going to work this is this is fake uh so we do that we try to self regulate as well um yeah. so it, it, it's really important uh, let's talk a little bit about the American Advertising Federation because this indeed is a podcast from the American Advertising Federation, District 10. Um, th- what drew you to uh, to uh, get engaged with AAF? And uh, talk about that experience, Monica.
1: I got engaged with AAF primarily because of the history that we shared, and, and that's what I've already talked about at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The AAF and BBB share a common history. And, you know, we were constantly in touch with a lot of the advertising community in our local area, and um, I wanted to be engaged and involved with them. The the folks that I have worked with over the years, it's a great group of people. You're not going to find anybody better to align yourself with and associate with. And that is why, you know, BBB is very supportive of Jimmy Asa and his role as president of the Dallas chapter, mm-hmm. and um, we just we we have that common history, and we are both seeking truth in advertising. Yeah, yeah. and promoting that.
0: Uh, great mission, by the way. What are you talking to your members about, as far as uh, uh, at this point with, with COVID and things? Do you uh, do you send a message out? Uh, I'm sure you do. Um, and kind of help them behave in the proper way. I'm sure you can't really establish guidelines because that's not a a BBB uh, thing. That's a CDC thing and a state thing as well. But um, what are you telling businesses right now as it relates to what the heck are we going to do here in the rest of 2021 and going into 2022? Any guidelines for those and advice?
1: I think that... The BBB advice remains the same, whether it's COVID or, you know, pre-pandemic, pandemic, pandemic, post-pandemic, whatever it is. The businesses need to be responsive, and they need to be responsive to their customers. If there is an issue with their supply chains and things are, you know, getting backed up, communicate that. Um, Don't just quit communicating with your customers because that's going to you know, um, exacerbate the situation a lot of times and that's when they start turning to BBB. Okay. So, and you know, be honest with them. Obviously we want them to advertise honestly Mm -hmm. and, um, just promote and foster those ethical business practices. We have our whole list of standards that we, we provide them on a regular basis.
0: As we talked about earlier, the Ten Commandments, uh, yes. That's right. And that, that, that's a good thing. I like that. And they're more than commandments. They are, you want to do something great in the world of business, you follow the rules. It's a good place to be. Right. You're doing a great job, Monica. And uh, I know you're having fun as president, or Wichita Falls president at the Better Business Bureau of North Central Texas. Uh, my wish for you is that you guys stay safe. And keep doing all of the great things that uh, the Better Business Bureau does. And a message to all of the clubs in District 10. Or maybe you're not in District 10. That's fine as well. Um, If you're listening to this, if you don't have somebody connected in your club with the Better Business Bureau, you're missing the mark. Get engaged and get a relationship going so that the message can be strengthened here and, and, and become more prominent. In what we do in advertising and marketing in the world of business, BBB does great things. So, Monica, thank you very much. We had uh, Jeff fun.
1: Thank you. Yes, I did. I always appreciate the opportunity to talk about BBB Um, with respect to BBB and our brand. I feel like we have pretty high recognition, and people have heard of BBB and they have a fairly positive image of BBB. But they're unclear as to what we we do on a day to day basis. So. We're always happy to talk about BBB, and AAF is a, a great partner.
0: Yeah, it really is. A perfect, a perfect partner for uh, for what you guys do as well. So uh, we also say thanks to Jimmy uh, and, and wish him well as president of AAF Dallas and uh, also as director of ad review at BBB North Central Texas. So uh, for Monica and Jimmy, I wish you could have been here, but that's okay. You're busy at work. You've been listening to a podcast from the American Advertising Federation, District 10. Find out more at aaf10.org. That's aaf10.org. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. What, you haven't done that already? Do that. You'll never miss a new podcast. Your rating on iTunes will also help us grow. And don't be afraid to share what you have heard today on social media. Share it with your folks. Until next time, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. This is Ad Tension. Copyright 2021. I'm Ray Schultz.